Are you struggling to get better at golf on your own? Let me tell you something. Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, even Tiger Woods have one thing in common. They all have personal golf instructors. So if the best players in the world have them, why shouldn't you? When I finally decided that I wanted to get better at golf, I called my buddy Jason Gandy at Willow Creek Golf Club. Jason is a phenomenal player that used to dabble in mini tours and a former caddy on the PGA Tour, and now is using his skill set and knowledge to help others in the game he loves. You can get in touch with Jason at Gandy Golf. That's at, at G A N D Y Golf on Instagram or Twitter. And if you're not in the East Tennessee area, that's no problem. He has the proper technology to help you wherever you might be in the world. Once again, hit Jason up with a DM at Gandy Golf, that's at G-A-N-D-Y Golf on Instagram or Twitter, and tell him the boys from the turn sent you, and he'll give you his best deal. This is The Turn, Fantasy Golf Podcast. We're just two dudes talking about golf, just like we do every week on the phone, and we decided, hey, let's record it and share it with the rest of the world. If you like what you hear, wherever you're listening, give us a follow, a good review, a good rating. It goes a long way for us. And don't forget to share with your buddies either. One thing you're always going to hear from us on the turn is rotoballer.com. Rotoballer.com is a one-stop shop for all your daily fantasy needs. Whether you're looking for stats, injury reports, or good articles to read. And there's even a lineup optimizer that built into the software. And right now, due to the COVID-19 outbreak, Rotoballer is offering 50% off the golf premium package for the rest of the season. And when you're signing up, if you sign up with the promo code NICE, N-I-C-E, you'll get an additional 10% off that price. So go to rotoballer.com and sign up for the golf premium package and use the promo code NICE. And now, it's time for the turn, Fantasy Golf Podcast. Welcome to week three of the Fantasy Golf Podcast called The Turn. My name is Andrew Putters. I'm here with my buddy Joe Nicely. Uh, like I said, this is week three of our journey into this uh, new world of podcasting and video chat. Uh, golf is back well, strong on TV. Um, we just had a big weekend in mine and Joe's life. It's called Father's Day, the one day a year that we get to decide what we do. And uh, with no questions asked, but uh, how you doing, Joe? Doing good, man. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I am great. Uh, other than I told you just a few minutes ago, uh, got a little t- got T-bone this morning, a little sore. But, you know, hey, life goes on. Yeah, that is the life That's goes crazy. on. I'm, I'm glad you're all right. Uh, yeah. We can always replace cars, but there's only one poor boy, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I uh, – had 200,000 miles on it. It was our first family vehicle. We bought it the year my daughter was born. So that's kind of a sad thing. I was going to put another hundred on it and let the wheels come off before, right. before right. I got rid of it. But Somebody made the decision for you this morning, huh? Yeah. they When they decided they weren't going to stop with that red light and barrel. But the lucky part is it hit me in the wheel like I showed you my picture in the front end. If that had been like two feet back and in the door, we'd be at the hospital. We wouldn't be recording week three right, right now. How'd your uh, Father's Day go? You're you're a big time father with another one on the way. How'd it how'd it go at your house? So three kids. We went up to uh, a beautiful Norris Lake. Shout out to East Tennessee, the Sharps Chapel, legendary place. 
the cradle of country music in Mainerville, Tennessee. Uh, got, in, got on a pontoon, rode around, came back. My father-in-law got a new flat top grill. We did a little hibachi on the deck wow. at the campground. And then everybody fell asleep on the way home with me. So good life, though. Awesome, man. What about you? Oh, we did the we did the Maples eight forty group Sunday morning. Uh Mr. Maples was struggling a bit, but we had a good time. Had had uh, Joey short pants and Donnie Dots out there. Um played pretty good. Played pretty good. I had a couple doubles just out of nowhere kill me, but it was a good day. Then we went to the pool later and and of course it rained on us. Uh so the little girl was a little dis- little disappointed about that, but it was a great day overall, man. Uh, then watch golf that evening. I didn't think we were going to get it in, but it was an amazing tournament at Hilton Head. I love it. Um, it's always one of my favorites, and it was it was awesome this year with uh, with Webb doing it. Hashtag redemption week for Webb. Yeah, uh, you called it. You said I'm still on him, even though he missed the cut badly in week one after you picking him. You said I'm still on him, and he definitely delivered. I mean, could this golf course set up any better for his game? Yeah, man, it's just perfect for him. Uh, I mean, Webb is – he's a guy we've got to start talking about as as being among the elite guys. Um, the only problem with Webb is there's there's some golf courses – unfortunately, it's usually major championships that are just so long that it's really hard for him. Uh, but anytime you get him on a place like, uh, like Harbortown last week, um, even Colonial, even though he missed the cut, um, and even this week coming up at the Travelers, which we'll, we'll jump into, uh, I mean, he's definitely a guy that you, you have to serious, seriously consider for your lineups. Yeah, that's funny you say that. So, I mean, like, basically, if it's a Pete die design, he needs to be in your quick pull, too, because, I mean, he's one, of, he's one of the players, right? Yeah, he won the players a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, won last week. Those are those are two Pete die tracks. Um, there might be more. I have to look back at his mm-hmm. – kind of his history but yeah <clears throat> i mean die courses are second shot golf courses notoriously you know and that that's mm-hmm. where where web really thrives uh with those irons uh on and around the greens so uh he's definitely a guy we want to always kind of make sure and give consideration to on the, on those tri- type of layouts yeah so rbc heritage classic last weekend at harbortown golf lanes web simpson what was it 22 under correct yeah yeah, we at 22. Hey, did you know that PGA Tour golfers can play that fast? We we saw we saw it this weekend on Sunday. We did. We 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 saw no crowds. Uh, we saw them chasing daylight, and man, they motored around that place. They it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I've heard a couple guys kind of jokingly talk about it, but really, right now, I'm not missing the fans. Um, I mean, maybe when we start getting into the majors, hopefully we'll have fans then um, anyway. But it's not been a huge takeaway for me. Uh, I'm not, not really missing the fans uh, as far as right now. I mean, there's, there's a couple moments, maybe on Sundays you wish uh, there were some rollers going on. But, man, I love how fast the guys are playing. They're getting around the golf course. It seems like it just frees them up to, to get around there a lot better. And like you said, Sunday evening was awesome when they were chasing that daylight. Yeah. I don't know. The only I didn't notice I was missing the fans when I had Justin Thomas versus John Rahm, and he hit a ball left and didn't have anybody to help him find it. I was, I was looking for the fans right then. But, uh, no, um, 
about the RBC, you know, there's, we can't talk about the RBC without talking about is Abraham answer for real? Can we say that? Man, he he put on a clinic um, really all week, but especially Sunday. Hit 18 of 18 greens Sunday, which is ridiculous. Um, and I think he hit for the week, he hit like 82% of the fairways and 90% of the greens for the week, or maybe those two are flip-flopped. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. I think he missed seven greens all week. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just uh, – it's it's ridiculous um, how, how well he's striking the ball right now. Um, obviously, it seemed like he missed a ton of birdie putts because he had a birdie putt every hole. <laughs> but he just he just couldn't get them to go down, man. He, he just needed to get a couple more in there. But you got to feel like he's, he's really close – to breaking through. Um, yeah, I think he takes a lot of positive momentum uh, with him to Travelers this week as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, go back to the President's Cup, answer kind of – I wouldn't say ran his mouth, but I would say uh, not not cocky, sure of himself. Rent said that he wanted Tiger. He got him. Uh, and since then, though, every time he speaks, he's played well. And it's not like he's coming off cocky either in these interviews. He's just like, I'm just out there doing what I do, and I'm going to play as hard as I can. And I feel I feel like he's actually, I feel, saying the same things that Patrick Reed said when he started. However, he's not saying them in a way that I know I'm the best player in the world. It's more of I know I can beat – I know I, I'm, I'm, I know I can continue what I'm doing and play well. Do you agree? Yeah, man. Um, I really love his attitude. Um, like you said, I, I think he's, I think he's shown some self confidence, especially like with the President's Cup thing. But I mean, you kind of want that in a guy. Um, and and like you said, he, he doesn't come off as cocky, um, just rather confident. And and I really like his, uh, really like his personality, really like his game. Um, I mean, I think he's one of the, one of these guys we could see hanging around the PGA Tour for years and kind of be one of those guys that you know might win a tournament tournament or two a year, um, maybe getting contention in some majors. Um, and also, I love his caddy, um, who on 18 was firing up the heater uh, in the in a critical moment. So, uh, yeah, man, I love the whole, whole answer squad I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, prop – yeah. Yeah, he got a lot of play on Twitter with ripping that heater on 18, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, Probably, unfortunately, the biggest news coming out of last weekend and maybe even already today, COVID-19, first player tested positive. Um, I've got mixed feelings how the tour handled it as far as press-wise. I mean, it is what it is. The guy got sick. Uh, why are we trying to hide it from people? Why are we trying to say things? They didn't necessarily say that he didn't come to the golf course, but they said that he tested positive before he showed up, before Friday. Or before Saturday, or the Friday, it was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're talking about Nick Watney. Um, he tested positive uh, last week. Um, kind of got mixed feelings about it. I, I do love the fact that they stuck to their guns, stuck with their plan, um, got him out of there, but kept playing the tournament. I really, was really happy to see that. Um, I'm, I think there were some hiccups with it, especially like with the press release was a little bit misleading. Um, my understanding, Watney was kind of feeling bad, but he went ahead and come come to the course Friday so he could get tested. But in the process of that, he was around tons of players, which is not great. 
Um, and then, as you mentioned, kind of touched on there, today we learned that Cam Champ tested positive. Um, so, I mean, in the world we're living in, it's it's just something we, we're going to see. Um, I think the tour is, is doing a great job. I'm, I mean, I'm super happy that they're actually playing golf. So, I want it to keep going as long as it is, as it is safe. Uh, you know, for for most guys, but I do think we're going to see this. We're we're probably going to see some positive cases as as we go along. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. I mean, like any kind of virus, you're going to see. Uh, you know, it's going to catch some people. Uh, yeah. So Cam Chancer tested or announced that he tests positive today. We don't know if he tests positive today, but it is announced. So he will not be participating this weekend. And um, let's just go ahead and get into this weekend, man. Okay. Travelers Championship, 68th playing, um, played in Cromwell, Connecticut. Since 1984, it's been played at the TPC River Highlands Golf Course. Uh, another short, like you said, peak die design, 68-44 yardage, par 70, three par fives. And a uh, very interesting course because, like I said, after looking at the history of the champions, it doesn't look like very many bombers have won here. However, bombers have done well here, like top five, top ten. I mean, I don't know if maybe it's like what you said, the fairways are very wide and playable, so they can go ahead and hit the driver, and basically they've got shorter yardages in, and that's it. But bombers have done well here historically. However, they have not won um, here regularly. Uh, real quick, defending champion Chez Reve, 1,700 from 2019 is in the field, along with Bubba, Jordan, Russell Knox, Kevin Strillman, Mark Leishman, and my man Stuart Sink, Hunter Mahan, J.J. Henry, and of those players, Bubba three times, Mickelson twice, and Stuart Sink twice. It's weird. Stuart Sink twice at RBC, Stuart Sink twice here. Um, I didn't, we didn't necessarily say playing last week, but we said it could be been a steal, and really he could be a steal this week too uh, as price point. So, uh who you want to hit on first coming out of this uh, talking about when you hear TPC Highlands or TPC River Highlands golf course, uh, Travelers Championship, who do you think? Well, um, the first name that comes to mind is Bubba. Um, Bubba Watson won here three times. Um, he's going to get a lot of a lot of buzz this week because um, he's actually been playing well. He, he had a T7 at Colonial. Um, hit the ball well last week um, at Hilton Head. The putter didn't cooperate, but um, the, the sites have kind of, kind of covered that by bumping him up. He's 8,800 this week. Uh, I think the last couple of weeks he's down, been down the mid to low seven. So they certainly, uh, are going to make you pay to roster him, but that's the guy that jumps to mind just because he has won it three times. Um, if you look at the top of the board on DraftKings, the guy that jumps out at me is, uh, the big boy, the incredible bulk, Bryson. Uh, DeChambeau, he's, he's been rolling. Um, kind of had one bad round, uh, I guess, Saturday at Heritage that kind of kind of slowed him down. He had one bad round at Colonial, kind of slowed him down. I think maybe they're both the third round, actually. But um, he's playing, man. He's playing some golf. He's killing it. Strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach. I mean, it's pretty much any area uh, Bryson's doing it. This doesn't really jump out as a – as a Bryson type of track, but um, he's, he's coming off back-to-back top tens here uh, in the last last two years. So you've got, got the current form. You've got very good course history. 
uh, which makes me want to go to him at the top. Yeah, we have to think, uh, talking about Bryson for sure, that he has done this the last two weeks with very mediocre putting statistics. Um, uh, so I think I got him last eight rounds. He's 48 strokes gained putting, which is obviously very mediocre. It's hard to win any term if you're going to be 48. So we have to think that at some point in the future, he's going to be a top 10 strokes gained putting in the tournament and just demolish a field. Yeah, I mean, it, you almost – like you said, man, you almost feel like it's it's inevitably coming if he keeps hitting the ball the way he's hitting the ball. And that's that's what we're always targeting uh, from a DFS perspective, right? We want guys that are just killing it uh, with their irons, killing it off the tee, maybe not putting great because we're, we're hoping that that spiked week comes. So, uh, Bryson's just a kind of a textbook play this week, really, man. Um, you're not going to get much value on him uh, – if you want to bet him, I think he's like 12 to one. Um, so I, I, I do like going to him in DFS. Um, Rory, I just, I can't get there with right now. Um, I think we said last week, he's capable of winning any tournament, any week on any course. So um, he might be an interesting contrarian play if you want to go that way. But um, if I'm spending up, I'm definitely looking at Bryson. Uh, JT's obviously playing great. Um, he's kind of another guy that's, Killing the irons, just just needs to catch a hot putter. Um, he was uh, at the top of the field last week in strokes gained approach at Heritage. I think he shot a 63 Sunday, so he's uh, he's definitely in great form. He's a guy you can look at, um, and then you can drop down to my guy, the man that's that's heading in the right direction. I think Mr. Kepka. Kepka, yeah, Bryce. Uh... Uh, Brooks Kepka said yesterday or said Sunday that whenever he's playing well, he feels like that every time he steps over an eight-foot putt, it's going in. And he said, I haven't made anything. I looked at it, I looked at it right back at it, and he's top ten in st- strokes game putting. That's probably because he's got one-footers a lot. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, heck, what, 330-yard hole hit it to, what, 20 inches? That was ridiculous on Sunday. But yeah, nice, little, nice little tapping eagle on a – on the par four. Watch it. We have to see a lot of his golf this weekend, notably so because he's the, you know, media loves watching him play. So we love watching him play. And it almost looks like his game is, I mean, watching, I guess it was Friday. I watched almost every shot. I think he shot what, four or five, six under or something. Very, it was very, it looked very boring, very effortless. Like you look up every hole and he's 10, 12, 15 feet. Um, yeah, man. Um, I mean, I think I tweeted out, I guess maybe Sunday, um, I tweeted out that Bryson might, or uh, Brooks might win all three majors this year, which sounds kind of crazy. Um, obviously, that's a long shot to happen. But um, then I touched on again in my, my article at Rotoballer this week, the horse for the course, um, pretty big write-up on Brooks. Um, but it just feels like he's headed that way. It feels like we've seen this before. We kind of know – how he looks when he starts gearing up. Um, he did not look that way at all um, before the before the break, before the, the COVID-19 break. And I, I think this this layoff probably helped him more than any other player in golf um, because he, he looks healthy now. Um, and it just feels like it's coming. I don't know if it's this week. Um, he's got some pretty decent history on this course. Um, it, it might be a little bit down the road. He might be kind of trying to peak for the first major, but it definitely feels like 
like Brooks is back and, and coming on strong. Yeah. Like I said, it's very boring to watch. And he finished what, like eighth, I think, tied eighth or something. Uh, felt like I think he, he uh, I think he finished solo seventh last solo week. Seventh. Okay, there you go. And um, very boring golf, and that's what you need to do out here on the PJ Tour, especially on the Pete Dye course, very boring. Hit fairways, hit greens. I mean, he is just – I mean, it's just like he's out there swinging and it's going dead straight. That's what's crazy. Right. Yeah, I mean, his game is uh, – when he's even when he's winning majors, his game is never really exciting to watch, right? I mean, he, he obviously bombs the driver, which is fun to see. But, I mean, he just – he hits it a mile down the fairway, walks up there, hits it on the green, either either makes a birdie or two putts, right? I mean, it's simple. When he's when he's right, when he's playing his game, um, like you said, he makes the game look easy. Um, so it, it's it's one of those things where you feel like it's it's coming at some point. Right. Um, let me pull this up. My man this week, and I don't know how nobody's talking about him, probably because he hadn't played golf yet. Another man like Bubba that the golf courses that he plays well at, it seems like, you know, like Bubba, whether it's Augusta or here or Riviera, it's like he's there every year, Bubba is, right? I mean, it's like I mean, about every three years he wins them for some reason. How is nobody talking about Paul Casey on this golf course? I uh, wrote, wrote Casey up um, in the Horse for the Course article because of that course history, which is just, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, he's he's been a beast here, man. I mean, he really has, and I, I agree with you. I think he should be be getting a little bit more love. But I think people are just scared. I think people are a little reluctant because he's one of the guys I hadn't played. Um, he didn't jump right back in there, so we we hadn't got to look at him for two weeks and kind of get a sense of where his game is. Um, another guy we didn't we kind of didn't touch on, but uh, we can say the same thing about is Patrick Cantlay, um, who's one of the best players in the game right now. Love him. I uh, love rostering him, but you're just a little bit gun shy because we, we don't know, you know, it's kind of like with these guys, we, we are now where we were two weeks ago with everybody else. We don't know exactly what they're going to look like. So it's, it's just tough to pull the trigger um, until you kind of get your eyes on them. But yeah, I mean, I think Cantlay's a really interesting play and Paul Casey is definitely a, definitely a great play right there at the top of the 8K range. Uh, I think he's right below answer. Um, So there's, there's some strong guys right in there, but Casey's a, Casey's definitely somebody to consider on this course. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you about two more players that I, I'm not necessarily rostering them, but we've got to talk about him every week, I think. Jordan Spieth. What, what are we doing with Jordan? Are we done? Are we officially done? I said, I think. Yeah. Go we ahead. Can't, we can't be done. That's the thing, man. <laughs> we can't ever be done because when it, when it, when he ever comes back around, we got to be there to say, hey, we told you. But no, man, he, uh, he flashed last week, uh, first round. It was, it feels like it was a long time ago because it was, it was on Thursday, but started out with the triple. I think you texted me that morning. He started out with the triple and you're just like, I, I don't know if I can do it anymore. And then bam, he shoots, uh, runs off like six straight birdies on the back, shoots 29 on the back. So we're all like, wow, this dude's unbelievable. And then he's never heard from him again the rest of the tournament, right? So it, it's kind of a, kind of a typical Jordan Spieth performance. We saw some amazing stuff um, over one round, and, and then didn't really hear much from him. Uh, I, he's a former winner here. Uh, I mean, you can go there, like like we said the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's he's popping. I mean, there's something there's something working that's you know 
trying to find its trying to find its groove, but it just isn't quite there yet. But you never know when everything's going to click for him. Uh, he's you know he might not be a bad player like the Millie Maker where you're trying to beat two hundred thousand people. Um, might be a guy you can take a shot with. Um, I like bumping down a little bit. The guy I think's underpriced this week, kind of in that same range as is uh, Tony Finau at eighty two hundred. Um, he's just solid, man. He he's not coming in the greatest form. Um, he's he's played okay the last last two weeks. Nothing great, but I mean, when I look at that board and I see Jordan Spieth priced above Tony Finau, and I see. Uh, Bubba priced above Tony Finau, and I see Sergio Garcia priced above Tony Finau. It makes me think he's too cheap, so I, I'm going to try to get Tony in some lineups this week. Yeah, yeah, I like Tony in that area. I also like now. I know he didn't play well at the Schwab, but I, I'm always a Mark Leishman apologist. Always will be. I love Mark Leishman. I don't know if it's personality. I guess because when he plays good, it's because he makes every putt he stands over. Uh, but uh, yeah. Another guy I wanted to bring up that is definitely a flyer. You might catch a top five. Heck, he might win the thing. He might not break 80. And and are we at this point in his career that we're going to write him off on every tournament? What are we going to do with Phil Mickelson, two-time winner? That's a great question, man. I, I've honestly not – I've not been seriously considering Phil for, for quite a while. I think the last time I did was maybe at like the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am where he's got such a huge, awesome course history. And and uh, you kind of think, you know, there at Pebble, um, he did really well. Won it last year. Um, and I think that's really the last time I've seriously considered him this season. Um, I mean, the dude's 50, which doesn't mean he can't go out on any given week and play great golf. I mean, we've seen him do it before. We've seen him do amazing things, do things we, we never thought he would do. I mean, I never thought I'd see him win, a, win an open championship, but he did it. So, uh, he's one of those guys you're not ever going to totally write off, but I, I don't think I'll have Phil uh, in any lineups this week. Yeah, I don't either. I just – that 7,300 7, to 6,700 is going to be really interesting this week because, really, these fields are so strong. Normally, it's hard to find anybody in that range to ever make the top ten. But definitely this week, I just I was looking at it, I'm like, I was, there's a lot of guys in here I kind of like, but I mean, can any of them make, finish in the top ten? And that's what you got to have to win these DFS to make a big score, you know, especially in the Millie Maker. You got to find that 6,800 guy that finishes third or something. But uh, I don't know, man. What do you? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some guys down there. I mean, like you said, we. We always want to. We always want to kind of be open minded to that range because I mean, if we're going to play a guy like Bryson or a Brooks or a JT, we're going to probably have to dip down there, right? But there's some guys down there that that are solid. Um, I'm not. I'm not normally huge on dipping down below seven too much, but this week there's a couple guys down there. You got a guy like Danny Lee, um, who can always pop. He's kind of interesting to me this week. He's he's got a pretty solid course history here. Flashed a little bit last week, just could not put it all. Um, another guy I like down there is uh, Patrick Rogers, who's played really well in this tournament. Um, missed the cut by shot last week, but he he's actually having a really good season. He, he's played solid golf. He's one of the best putters in golf, um, which isn't something we normally target DFS wise, but. Um, He's really played well here. He's he's kind of intriguing down there. And another guy 
um, I'm sure you know a lot about is uh, Dr. Edmund. I think he's I think he's kind of a high upside play that can really get going with the irons. He he had a strong uh, strong outing last week at Hilton Head. Uh, really hit the ball well. Um, so I mean I think there's definitely some some legit options down there this week below 7K. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not one of those weeks where you kind of quit scrolling when you hit seven. <laughs> you know sometimes you're you're looking at the at the guys and like you you know there's only any need to go below 7K. But this week there's some guys down there and. And there's some guys in that mid 7K range. Um, if if you do want to go balanced, you can do that. But but I think if you want to get a guy like Bryson or JT uh, or Brooks, uh, you can definitely dip down this week. Yeah, yeah. And I want to cover my little. Like I said last week, it didn't it didn't work out well. The fading play that I gave you, I said play Lucas fade Sabatini. Obviously, didn't work out. <laughs> I think one of the things that I, I really I really miss, especially last week, was these guys that normally have great course history, like say Matt Kuchar, or like in this case Luke List from last week, they're not playing in the same fields. I mean, I don't stand that if you made the cut last week you had a chance to win, but what the cut was like eight or nine shots from the lead. The the, the fields are so strong, it's literally Equally as hard to pick somebody to make the cut as it is to finish in the top fifteen. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good point on the strength of the fields, man. And I, I was I was in big on Cooch last week, um, so I missed on him. I mean, made the cut obviously, but didn't do anything over the weekend. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think we definitely have to, and, and we're kind of learning on the fly. You know, this, a lot of things are new right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we definitely have to take into account the strength of the fields that we're seeing. I mean, these guys. You know, like a guy like Brian Harmon this week, um, who's going to pop course history-wise, who's actually a really solid play. Uh, he just kind of popped to mind. But he's uh, he's got three finishes inside the top eight here since like 2015. But he has not been playing against this field in this tournament. Um, it, it's a different caliber of player that we're going to see this week. Um, mm -hmm. So, you, great point, man. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So, so coming back to that, you know, for week one I gave you play Kisner, fade Nah. That was a good play. This last week I said play List, fade Sabatini. This week I want to say, well, there's no way. Normally, under the, we I know you, this. You're a big apologist for this guy, but there is no way you can possibly roster Luke Glover in this field. I'm not saying he's not going to play well. What I'm saying is he's not made the cut here in the last five years under a mediocre field. There is no way he can make enough putts on this track to make the cut, in my opinion. So we got to be fading Lucas Glover. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, One million percent agree. I'm, yeah, I'm on the fade. I'm on the hashtag fade Lucas Glover train. Yeah, I mean, he played well last week too, didn't he? He played pretty well. Right? <laughs> There's a thing, man, I can't remember the exact stuff, but I think Glover said one time like he, he hates Pete Dye golf courses or something. Mm. Um, I, I think that's a I think that's a thing because um, it seems like he always kind of grades out statistically okay for these kind of courses because he's a good ball striker. Um, but I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he basically just came out and said he doesn't like Pete. Pete Dye golf courses. I think maybe he said it about the players or something, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Good call on the on the Lucas Glover fade. And, and I'm kind of you know, unfortunately, my play was uh, uh, Cam Champ. Or, uh, oh yeah, that was my play against it in the same area. Uh, like I said, Bombers haven't necessarily won here, but 
besides Bubba, but they have done very well. And I'm going to kind of slide somebody else that plays it. Very similar game. He's only played here one time, tied for 80th last year. He's still learning the ropes, but if he gets his putter going at all, he can obviously win every week, and that's Matty Wolf. I feel like Matty Wolf, not because there's nothing out there statistically saying that he's going to be in there, but this is a golf course any, that I could see him. If he can hit driver on all the par fives, I mean, obviously he can reach him with irons. Um, I mean, I also like Vaughn Taylor, maybe Johnny Vegas, Doc Redman in that area against Lucas Glover. But uh, I think we know that Matt Wolf is the real deal. We're waiting for him to wake up. Yeah, I think I think Wolf is going to be one of those guys, at, at least for the next few years. I think he's going to be one of those guys that we'll see pop up and randomly win a tournament um, and just look dominant, and then maybe miss several cuts. <laughs> for a while and maybe even miss cuts going into we saw Bryson DeChambeau do that um kind of his rookie year first couple of years he mm-hmm. he struggled you know he, he had some really tough times and then would pop up and win a tournament start playing well out of nowhere and then kind of dip back down again um and I think Wolf is probably going to be a similar type of player um he's he's not going to have the consistency of like a Morikawa um or even like a Hovland uh, who I really like this week um Victor Hovland, uh, kind of that class. Those three guys are always talked about together. Um, but, yeah, Wolf is super cheap. I mean, obviously, if, if like you said, if he gets things going, um, I mean, he can he can top ten, top five in this tournament um, if he gets it going. It, it, it's just one of those things where you got to kind of make a decision if you want to throw a dart at him this week. But, yeah, really, really neat call there on Wolf. Yeah. And I've got one more guy I want to mention before we get off here. Uh and if you got anything you want to add, go ahead. But uh, I watched – by watching Brooks, I got to watch another player this weekend a lot. And it was like he played terrible and he almost finished in the top 15. And it's like he's played terrible. And that – and we know how he is that when he, the more he gets in a role and always continues to get better, and that's Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson, if you watched the coverage this weekend, you felt like – the guy was shooting five over par, and he finished almost in the top 15. And he's one of those players that gets – we always felt like he gradually got better, 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 and then all of a sudden he's at the top, and then he's going to fall off for extended period of time and build better, 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 fall at the top, fall off. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, um, I like DJ this week. Um, he, he played well last week. Um, he looked He looked much better. DJ's never a guy I want to I want to roster coming off a long layoff. I don't. <laughs> DJ's got more things going on when there's no golf than working on his game. So he's had he's had a couple of weeks to kind of get back in the in the mix and in the swing of things. So I mean I, I think he's we're definitely going to start seeing playing better and better as we get in to to towards the first major. Um, but yeah, he's he's probably one of those guys that we did well to kind of wait and see on. Uh, and I, I think we could see him play really well. I mean, the guy, I think he's got 20 career victories. So, um, he, he can win, uh, you know, just as about as good as anybody in this field. So, he, he's definitely a guy we have to respect, uh, pay attention to, um, somebody that can play well here. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to add on the way out? I'm good, man. Just looking forward to it. Loving having golf back. Um, another great field, another cool golf course. Um, I think we're going to see some low scoring. Furyk shot 58 here a few years back. 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if somebody kind of flirts with it with, with all the quality players that are in this field. You might see somebody flirt with a with a 59 or something. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Look forward to look forward to watching it. Absolutely, me too. Uh, I'm headed to the beach Friday. All right. Panama City, as long as Florida's open. I'm not playing golf down there. It's going to be more of a let's lay out in the sand all week and uh, get sunburned. But uh, we'll still be recording. We'll be coming to you from one of us will be in Knoxville, one of us will be in Florida next week. And that's okay with technology we got. So uh, that's all I got, man. All right, man. Good talking to you. Have a safe trip. Uh, we'll, we'll try to talk next week. We're we're going out of our way to bring you the bring you the turn golf right. pod. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so, uh, I wonder how it's going. Safe, have... Be safe going down there and and have a great time. All right, but yeah, I hadn't brought it up yet that you know basically after getting back from eating a bunch of seafood, I'm like, hey, y'all need to go to bed. I'm gonna go down here and record with Joe. All so. right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. All right, but have a good week. See you, man. See you.